When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Apparently, coordinators do matter. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, Chris Carlin and Chris Canty. Christopher, good morning. How are you? All right. There we go. How are you doing? I'm great. How are oh, you I'm doing? I'm outstanding. I am outstanding. And we've got so much football to get to over the next few hours. And we are going to begin with what happened last night. Well, so I don't know roll. if you can call that football, especially <laughs> from the Patriots side of things. <laughs> let's that was roll. Awful. Here we go. Only one place to start. And we start with Rob Ninkovich, our ESPN NFL analyst, who joins us on set right now. And he was in Foxborough last night, so he has got to be absolutely exhausted. And not just from the drive, Rob, I'm sure, but probably from the performance of the New England Patriots. I'll be, I'll be more exhausted six hours on my way home today at 3 o'clock when I have to leave New York. But uh, just one word, I guess, from what I saw last night. Ew, it was bad. <laughs> it was gross. Like, I don't understand. So, like, the problem that I have, and I think, first and foremost, I did uh, I, I do a local podcast, Dan Ninko show, before, and we did it uh, from Wormtown Brewery, which was awesome. But I was looking around, and I couldn't help but notice the amount of Buffalo fans there. Mm. So I'm asking around, hey, where'd you get your tickets? Season yeah. ticket holders for the Patriots, right? Just selling off their tickets. Just as many as they can are selling them off. So what does that tell me? The product is bad. The product is bad. When you watch the Patriots last week, they I thought that they looked good. You know, the first time that they ever actually took a kickoff return and then go offensively down and score, I was like, okay, well, maybe they got something here. And then they take a step back. They take a step back. And I, don't, I just don't understand – you know, the philosophy offensively, defensively. I mean, look, the, the Buffalo Bills ran the football more than they threw it. They yeah. ran 37 times. Ooh. They threw the ball 33 times. So uh, for 132 yards on the ground, you can't win in this league if you don't have time of possession, if you can't score in the red zone, which the Patriots have a hard time scoring in the red zone. Their kicker is old er and he can't kick in the cold weather, which in December you have to kick field goals in cold temperatures. You know, he missed a 45-yard, 48-yard hit the yep. crossbar. Bounced up, comes out. So there's a lot of things here that aren't good, starting with, I guess, the process of this offense, the offseason, what they decided to do here, um, and who's calling the plays. And it's just – it feels like a mess. And you, you see Mac Jones on the sideline verbally saying – out loud, his frustrations that we all saw come out of his mouth. I can't say them on air. Yeah. But he wanted to throw the ball and stop running the ball. And, I, I mean, as, as a fan, you look at it and you're, you're like, why, why am I watching paint dry right now? Because that's what it feels like. Yeah, and, Nico, I wanted to get to what we saw late in that second half with Mac Jones barking on the sideline because he said, 
enough with the short passing game. Let's yeah. throw the ball. And he used an expletive in that. Yeah. And so is that something or is that nothing when we consider all that's going on with that offensive staff with the New England Patriots? Well, I think you have to look at a few things here. Offensive line-wise, they're not – perfect right they have a bunch of issues going on I know last night they're dealing with sickness and I know Trent Brown was dealing with a sickness a lot of people are dealing with sicknesses that's not an excuse yeah but I don't understand why they were cut blocking in the shadow of their goal line on a five-step drop that doesn't make any sense exactly so there's things here that for a young quarterback in his rookie season to look as good as he did and then to take a step back after that has to be frustrating for him has to be frustrating. So I can see the frustration on Mac Jones, and I can also see the loss of confidence. When you lose confidence in football, I've been there. I know you've been there. At a certain point in your career, I don't know if it's an injury or just performance-wise, things can get in your head, and you start overthinking, you start pressing, and then that's when you're not playing your best football. When you play your best, you're just reacting, and you're out there playing free, but you also have to have a lot of confidence in what's coming into your ear. So what's being told for you to run on the field and play down after down, you have to have confidence in. It doesn't look like Mac has confidence in that. And the team itself, they have talent. You know, Ramondre Stevenson is one of the most talented backs in the league right now. I think he's going to be a breakout guy. He's having a breakout season. You know, they have two tight ends that they paid a lot of money. They don't mm-hmm. use them. They have receivers that are good, skilled receivers. They don't catch. They don't get the football. So I just don't know what their identity is. And if you go back to the before the season, I said, I don't know what their identity is. Are they a running team? I think. But when you can't score points and you can't, you can't run the football when you're falling back 10, 15, you know, 10, 14, 21 points when you're behind, you can't just run the football. You have to take some shots down the field. you got to take some risk. I don't see it. Rob Nikovich joining us, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. It's easy to bundle your home and car insurance at Progressive.com. So, Rob, where does that leave the Patriots here? Uh, this on the coaching staff because – Obviously, this situation has not worked out, um, and you're talking about not necessarily having confidence in what's coming in your ear. You have someone uh, who has not coached offense for the majority of his coaching career, Um, and then you have Bill Belichick, where there doesn't seem to be a lot of pieces in place to really be in in a winning position consistently over the next couple of years so how long is it before we're talking about what Bill's going to do as far as a succession plan? I mean, honestly, I think Bill coaches as long as he feels like it's still giving him joy and he's able to do the things that he, that he likes to do. I don't see anyone taking his place. I don't mm. see anyone walking into his office and telling him this is what we're going to do. I think Bill has a, obviously – done enough in the NFL, done enough for the Patriots organization to have leeway in that. But you have to see progress. I I feel like last year you saw progress. They go out, they get a young quarterback at 15 in the first round, and you saw some things going in the right direction. And then this year you lose Josh McDaniels, and then you take a step back. That's not what you want to see. You want to see a progress moving forward you want to see your young quarterback having confidence, growing as a player, and it just doesn't seem to be the case. So, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, 
what does the future look like for the Patriots? I still think it's Mac Jones. I don't know what they're going to do offensively. I think defensively, they're, they're a good football team. Like they, they have proven that they can stop the run. They've proven that they have good pass rushers. But in certain moments, it's like they just don't play up to the level or expectation that we think that the defense is. Offensively, we know they have a lot of work to do. But I thought that they were going to be a defensive mentality type football team with a ball control offensive system, which if you can't score points, I don't care how great your defense is, you're going to get tired, you're going to run out of gas, and you're going to let up some points to good offenses. Nick, it feels like the remaining five games on the slate are going to be a referendum on Mac Jones because you just said you don't know whether or not he's the future. You think he is, but you're not sure. Earlier this week, a former Patriot, Matt Light, said that there could be a possibility of a reunion between Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Your thoughts on Tom Brady, what his future is in Tampa, and could you see a scenario where he goes back to New England to play for Belichick? I, I, I mean, I don't know. That would be wild if that was the case because, I mean, you got to think Tom is, what, 40, 45. Five. He's going to be 46 years old. Um, we know he's not retiring. He's not retiring. <laughs> we know he's not retiring. <laughs> so now this is the thing. You know, when Tom left, and won a Super Bowl, there was the big question, is it Tom or is it Bill? Yeah. Well, if Tom came back and they won a playoff game, what, what is that saying? Mm-hmm. You know. So, again, I think that for Tom to come back, that's like a fairy tale type thing. Sure. I, I really don't see that happening, especially at his age. Um, Do you and, see him continuing to ride it out in Tampa? I don't. I, I mean, doesn't he have like a $375 million TV contract? Yeah. Yes. In place? Yes. I would go do that for, uh, you know, the end of my 40s and enjoy life. Yeah, but Tom Brady's proven that he's not going to do what we all think I he know, should do. I know, but we all seen it. You've seen it at the end. You don't know when it's going to happen, but that light's going to go out. Mm-hmm. And, it don't, and, you don't know. That, and you think that that's what we're seeing this year in Tampa? I, I think if he continues to try and play. I, I, I think right now Tom can make all the throws. He still, you know, can lead a team. But the things around him, the things aren't working or functioning properly. I think at some point, you know, 46, 47, it only takes one hit that you're, you know, you're, it's football. You're, you're, no one's just, it's not two-hand touch. You're being tackled, and there's, there's a life cycle to this thing, and it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, he's defied the odds so far, but eventually, no matter what, you keep playing, you play to your 50, something's going to happen to you. It's just inevitable. Rob, awesome stuff. Appreciate you hanging around for a few minutes and get some sleep this weekend. I will. And my kids probably won't let me. But <laughs> <laughs> Rob Nikovich, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Last night, Josh Allen was in the zone, and the Bills running game was in the zone. And In the Zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. So did anything that we saw last night from Buffalo – Change your mind about the Bills. We get into that in just moments. Want you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Was last night a very good night for the New York Jets or a very bad night all of the AFC East affected by what happened last night. The lines are open for you at 888-SAY-ESPN. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. So there are a couple of different, there's a story out there right now, see it on Pro Football Talk, that, that Drew Brees was apparently in Venezuela to shoot a commercial for a sports book and may have been struck by lightning. We're, you know, if we hear anything more specifically about it, we will let you know, and there's been no indication that there's anything beyond that at the moment. Um, Is this a publicity stunt, Carlin? I, I don't know. That's okay. why I'm saying, like, I'm waiting to see what is this exactly because there's there's been a video put out there of him shooting this commercial, but what was just exceptionally odd about the video, Canty, is there's all kinds of lightning in the background. It's obviously a very bad storm in the background. Yeah. So why would you be out there filming during this? Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense now, does it? No. Yeah. No, it doesn't. But as details become available or clarified, uh, we will obviously pass them along. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Let's get to a couple of calls chiming in first here on what we were talking about with the Patriots and the Bills last night. We'll start with Dave in Indiana up first on ESPN Radio. Dave, what do you got, buddy? Hey, I want to say you guys rock. That's obvious. What else? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hey, I've been a Bills fan for over 50 years, and I've experienced a lot of pain and misery, especially four years in a row. But it all comes down to the same old story. We cannot stop the run. Plain and Actually, simple. Actually, you can. And until that Actually, happens, Dave, I'm glad you brought it up because, and thanks for the call, you can. 
Over the last three games, the Bills are doing a great job against the run, and I understand that last night might be against a team that is that's really all they could do, but a couple of weeks ago against the Cleveland Browns, who do it very well, the Bills only give up 60 yards rushing, Canty. They've been much, much better over the last three weeks. No, there's no question about it, Carlin, and that was one of the questions that Buffalo had to answer, and the other one was, could they consistently run the football? And I think they had an emphatic yes yesterday in the game because they had 37 rush attempts for, let me count it, 138 yards? Yeah. Like, Carlin, that's exactly what you're looking for in terms of an offense that can provide some balance and give you multiple pathways to being able to win, especially when you're playing against better competition. So I think that was a huge win for the Buffalo Bills in last night's game because that's a stout New England Patriots front seven and they were able to take them to task. I thought going into last night's matchup that the Pats were by far the more physical of the two teams, and the way that game played out, that just was not the case. So that's impressive from Buffalo. The other thing that I thought was a little bit surprising is the Bills' pass rush. I mean, Carlin, Mm -hmm. even though they only had one sack, they had a 43.5% pass rush win rate, which is in alignment with their regular season average of 43.8. And so you were thinking without Vaughn Miller – that that pass rush would take a dip, but that wasn't the case. Now, you can blame the Patriots' offensive line and talk about inferior personnel, but they were able to put significant pressure on Mac Jones, and that's what you have to do as a defense if you're going to be a true title contender. Anton, up next on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Anton, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? What a pleasure to be able to speak to you. Uh, you know, I was calling to allude to uh, what Canty's saying is uh, – you know, when when, we're, when our defensive backs are, are coming back and healthy, playing good, is our uh, pass rush increasing? And I also want to touch on the point, you know, all three games we lost, we basically gave it away in the fourth quarter. So I'm just wondering if uh, if you think we are developing into a premier contender or not. Look, I, I don't know so much it's about giving it away, but Canty, one thing is obvious. Two of the three games they lost – Josh Allen threw the ball more than 40 times. Yeah. And one thing I noticed last night, and it may not seem like it if you're just flat out watching it in the moment, but (laughs) it scared the daylights out of me, some of the decisions that he was making, because even the touchdown to Gabe Davis, he is about to fall out of bounds, and he throws it back across his body to the middle of the end zone. And I understand how strong of an arm he has, but on that exact same play about a week ago, he threw an interception in the red zone. So this is what he's thrown into double coverage a couple of other times, and this is what you have talked about to your credit, that this may just be who he is. So if you watch what they're doing offensively, they may actually be calling it a little bit more to protect themselves from Josh Allen screwing it up. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen has 76 turnovers in – 73 games so that that's where he's at right now he turned the ball over last night it was a strip sack by Josh Uche I don't know if you can blame him or if you want to put that on the tackle Quisenberry but it was uh, I guess a drive-by in either case you want your quarterback to try to protect the football especially way the way the game unfolded because that was an opportunity for the Bills to put their foot on the necks of the Patriots but yeah I mean I think this is who Josh Allen is you're gonna have to live with some of the giveaways along with the splash plays. Now, the best play that he made last night didn't even count. That was the throw that he made to Stephon Diggs on the run, 60 yards in the air for a touchdown. It was called back by 
a holding penalty on the tight end, but there are just some amazing things that Josh Allen can do with the football. And I, I get your concern about the red zone touchdown that he threw. Uh, I will say this, Carlin, the defensive back, Jonathan Jones, fell down. It, it seemed like it was a, a clear opportunity to put some points on the board, and so he did it. But in looking at how Ken Dorsey is trying to call the games of late, they're trying to mitigate the opportunities that Josh Allen has to turn over the football. And if you take the number of pass attempts down, that's exactly what you accomplish. If you look at that 2020 season when he made the Pro Bowl, Josh Allen set career highs in completion percentage, total yards, and he had the second fewest interceptions of his career, Carlin, of his career. He averaged throwing the ball 35 times a game in that season. If you look at 2021, you look at this year, he's averaging 38 pass attempts. So maybe the sweet spot is the low to mid-30s in terms of total pass attempts for Josh Allen in the games in order to limit the opportunities that he has to give the other team the ball. Canty, this on the Drew Brees situation, Catherine Terrell, who covers the Saints for ESPN NFL Nation, uh, just tweeted out a few minutes ago, Uh, that she has texted Drew Brees, says he's good, uh, and he did not get struck by lightning. Okay. So So, it's a stunt. It's something. It's a stunt. You know, I'm not even mentioning what sports book it was. Yeah, you you shouldn't. But, I I mean, for them to put out a statement and then for that video to surface, it leads you to believe that it's a publicity stunt. Uh, Yeah. And we're not going to give it any oxygen. So we'll keep it moving. Uh, Amar is up next on ESPN Radio. Amar, what do you got? Hey, 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 what's up, gents? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, uh, big fan. Thanks for everything that you guys do. The uh, gigantic Buffalo Bills fan growing up in Queens, not the easiest thing in the world. (laughs) And I've always been taught that, you know, culture beats strategy. And when you think about the Bills having the opportunity to sign OBJ, is that something that's going to actually deter or kind of regress our culture? I think we've got a good thing going with Sean McDermott and the team up there right now. And I wonder, are we going to get the L.A. Rams version of OBJ or the Giants version of OBJ or, God forbid, the the, the Browns version of OBJ? Thanks, guys. I don't think it's the Browns version or the Giants version. I think it's what version in terms of his health right now. Yeah, how much of a how yeah. much of a playmaker is he? Can't yeah, be? as a Bills fan, I don't think you have to worry about getting OBJ. Period. I mean, if you take him at his <laughs> Von word, Miller and, said it was down to them. Yeah, down to but them and, and the Cowboys. Yeah, but if you take him at his word in that complex sports interview, he said the next team he signs with, he wants to be a place where he can put down some roots. Now. I'm not saying I can get inside OBJ's head, but we can see the environments that he thrived in, big markets, um, big platforms, the New York Giants, the L.A. Rams. Does Buffalo fit that description? No. More than the Dallas Cowboys? No. Point in case. I, I, I just I, I don't think that OBJ is going to sign with the Bills. I think the Bills being in the mix is him leveraging other teams being interested in order to get the, the best contract that he can from the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Giants. Did anything about last night change your mind about the Bills? I will say this, Carlin. Their commitment to the run game matters. I mean, Mm -hmm. Ninko brought it up. He said 37 rush attempts to 34 pass attempts. Mm -hmm. 
35 pass attempts, something like that. I, I think and that, it's not all Josh Allen, obviously. <laughs> no, it, no, it, it wasn't Josh Allen. It was James Cook. It was Devin Singletary. I think that's more of what they have to be in order to have success because, again, when it comes to playoff football, you've got to be able to win different ways. And one of the things that opposing defenses are going to do, and you saw it a little bit with the Patriots last night, they're going to line up in two high safeties. They're going to force your quarterback to check the ball down. Ten targets to running backs by Josh Allen out of his 33 pass attempts. Think about that. A third of his pass attempts were to running backs checking the football down. They're not going to let you push the ball over the top to Steph Diggs and Gabriel Davis and Shakir. They're not going to let you do that all game long. And so they're going to force Josh Allen to be patient. But if you have two high safeties, that means you're a little light in the box at the line of scrimmage. You can run the football and – What we've seen from Ken Dorsey and Sean McDermott is a willingness of late to be able to run the football. And I think that matters when it comes to winning in December and January. How about this? When it comes to the Jets and the AFC East, what last night did this from Rich Cimini, who of course covers the Jets for ESPN NFL Nation. From an analytics perspective, last night's Bills-Patriots outcome boosted the Jets' playoff chances, they went from 38% to 44%. Again, that's from ESPN Stats and Info. That brings us to Justin and Hoboken up next on ESPN Radio. Justin, what do you got? Hey, Gantt, D.A. Carlin. Um, yeah, so lifelong Jets fan. Firstly, I just want to say this year has been a blast. The first year in I don't even know how long that it's just enjoyable to watch the football team, the Jets, go out every week and have a chance to actually win the game, you know, regardless of who's in there at quarterback. Having said that, their fate is in their hands. You know what I'm saying? If the, if the Patriots kept winning, they already lose that tiebreak. Assuming that the Jets can go out and get a win this week, and let's assume the, the Dolphins win as well, the Jets get to see the Dolphins again. The Jets get to see the Bills again. If they can pull off a win somehow against those teams, their future and their fate to make the playoffs is in their own hands. And I think that as a Jets fan, that's all you can ask for. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with that. I mean, it sounds good, but it feels like it's a race to see who can get to 10 games in the AFC playoff picture for that last wild card. And Right now, it seems like it's down to the L.A. Chargers and the New York Jets with the Patriots kind of hanging in the back with five games to go. I don't think the Patriots are going to win four of their next five. So do you think the Chargers can pull it off, Carlin, and win four of their next six games in order to punch their ticket to the playoffs? Look, at the beginning of the year, I love the Chargers, but I hate their coach. And I still love them as a player or as a a team. The problem is... I'm looking at four of the next six, and you would think logically, yes, because here's the stretch. At Vegas, Miami, Tennessee, at Indianapolis, the Rams, at Denver. Yes. Can they win four of those six? They should. Yeah, they should. They should. Yeah. Do I trust them to? In In no way. No chance in hell I trust them to. Okay, but do you trust the Jets to be able to win three of their next six, their remaining schedule, at the Minnesota Vikings, at the Buffalo Bills, the Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars, on the road against Seattle, on the road against Miami? I think they can win one of those games that's a toss-up. I think they can win in Seattle. Okay, I mean, again, that's on the road. They're on the road four of their remaining six games. I, well, and, here's the problem. And you're talking about four of those remaining six games on the road being against teams that would be in the playoffs if they started today. 
I said this yesterday, Carlin. Jets fans should be rooting for the New England Patriots to win that game last night and not the Buffalo Bills. And the reason why is because they needed that game for Miami in Week 18 to be inconsequential for the Dolphins. That's what they needed. They needed the Dolphins to have the division wrapped up with no chance of winning the number one seed in the AFC. That was the opportunity that they needed to get that third win. I'm already given a wins against the Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars, and by no means are those gimme games when it comes to the Mike White-led New York Jets. But my point was, you need that game, the regular season finale, not to matter to Miami, and now it does because of what the Buffalo Bills just did in taking a half-game lead in the division. It does today, but it won't in a few weeks, and I'll explain in a moment. As the holidays approach, many businesses are hiring for festive jobs like turkey catcher or reindeer wrangler. These are actual jobs on ZipRecruiter. We're not joking. If ZipRecruiter can fill these roles, what roles can't they fill? ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Discover hiring joy with ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get quality candidates within the first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Canty, I don't see how the Dolphins are going to win the division or are even going to need in Week 18 to be – I don't think that game is going to be consequential for the Dolphins anyway at this point. And it's not a disrespect to Miami and who they are. Of Maybe. course it's disrespect to Miami and okay, who they yes, are. It is. That's I what it's all based it. on. But yes, it's me disrespecting Miami. Yeah. I was just trying to be nice about it, but let's just call it what it is. Yes, they're a great offensive team. I can't get around that. I do not trust them defensively, and I'm not going to... Maybe Monday I'll be believing them in more if they go out and they beat the San Francisco 49ers. But they're going to San Francisco, they're at the Chargers, they're at Buffalo the next three weeks. My guess is one and two. And my guess is what I have on the Bills schedule allows me to believe that they are not going to relinquish the AFC East. There you go. There's your full disrespect. Screw the Dolphins. That's what I was trying to say. Well, Carlin, the Dolphins (laughs) haven't lost a game that Tua started and finished. They haven't lost one. They haven't played the San Francisco 49ers either. They're playing the Texans. They're playing the Steelers. They're playing the the Detroit Lions. They're playing Cleveland. Carlin, they beat the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills. That was in week two and week three. Okay, but but those those wins wins matter. Those wins count. Carlin, those wins count. You're saying they were in week two and week three. Those wins count. And then you're discounting what we've seen for the Miami Dolphins defense the last two games where they've held opposing offenses under 300 points and under 20, I mean, under 300 yards and under 20 points. Uh, Maybe, maybe the Bradley Chubb addition is starting to have an impact on what that unit can become because they're trending in the right direction. All I'm simply saying is this, Carlin. You can't discount what we've seen from the Miami Dolphins. It's too big of a sample size. They played 11 games. This is a good football team. I'm curious to see how this matchup shakes out this weekend because you're talking about one of the best offenses in the league matched up against one of the best defenses in the league. And you're also talking about a former Kyle Shanahan disciple in Mike McDaniel matching up head-to-head with them 
in a consequential game for both teams because the division lead is up for grab for both teams. So it's just this is an interesting game. To me, this is the most fascinating game in the Week 13 slate. I don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but to dismiss the Dolphins' chances of winning the division after all they've shown you this year, I just think that's – that's a little bit unfair. That's a little bit biased in terms of what they've shown us already. Okay, just top of your head. This is what I want you to give me, okay? What's up? The last six games, how many games here do the Dolphins win? At San Francisco, at the Chargers, at Buffalo. Green Bay at home, at New England, Jets at home. I see them winning three or four of those games. Which one? I'm going to say they win against the Chargers on the road. I would say they beat the Green Bay Packers. They beat the New England Patriots. They beat the New York Jets. So you got them, winning, you got them going four and two the rest of the way. There you go. You got the, uh, for the Bills, you got the Jets at home, Miami at home, at Chicago, at Cincinnati, New England. How many of those five are they winning? It's all matchups, man. I, I got to tell you – that, that matchup with the Jets is not a great matchup for the Bills. It's just not. Um, I, I, Dolphins game is a toss-up. That could be for the division. They're not going to win in Cincinnati because Cincinnati's going to need that game. They beat the New England Patriots in Week 18. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So there was a little alarming development yesterday regarding the usual host of this show. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to support veterans and small businesses with their annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, helping veterans move their lives forward since 2013. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Um, do you follow Stacey Greenberg, Mike's wife, on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's a great follow, by the way. She is. Yeah. Outstanding. Uh, Stacey GSG on Instagram. 
yesterday, as we know, Greeny is out for those who are unaware. Greeny has the flu. And uh, he's, so he is a little under the weather. Hopefully he'll be back uh, on Monday. And Stacy, during the course of the week while he has been sick, has posted some screenshots of her conversations with Greeny. Nuno and Bubba, you guys know him better than we do, so I want to get you in on this uh, as well to get your perspective. The first one she posted was two days ago, and it was Greeny asking, can you bring me home some more food? I'm starving. Maybe some pizza? L-Y-L-Y-L-Y, as in love you, love you, love you. And she says, I'm going to be here for a while, sweet, so maybe consider ordering something. I will let you know when I am on my way back. XOXO. How long? long?" Greeny says, L-Y. At least an hour or two. I'll probably be dead by the time you get back. <laughs> and, and, but yesterday's is much, that, that much was, worse. That, that wasn't it, though. That no, wasn't it. That's that not wasn't where it, it stops. Yeah. Then there was more. yesterday's. Greeny texting, clearly thinking that Stacy is somewhere in the house. I, I, at least that's the way I took it. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't mm-hmm. know. But he, he wrote, have you gone to CVS? I need the lozenges. L-Y. Again, he says L-Y after every text to his wife, mm-hmm. which, I mean, maybe a bit much. I don't know. No, married stop, 20, stop, 20 years, stop. Now, see, every stop. single you're, text, you're putting every a text. Too, you're putting a little too much on it. Every text? That's their thing. That's she their says, thing. She's got the XOXO behind it, so maybe that's just their thing. Okay, okay. Then she texts back, just making your soup, then I'll go, exclamation point, XOXO. Greeny back, how long? Don't make it too hot. You always make it too hot. (laughs) (laughs) Nuno, am I wrong that I would have gone into this with this assumption to begin with, but Greeny has got to be absolutely insufferable when he is sick. Yeah. I mean, at least Greeny, you know, shows up to work and in the studio uh, when he was slightly under the weather. (laughs) Mm. Mm. I'm Mm. here. I'm working. You're not I'm in. The, you're not in the studio, though. I am not in the no, studio. No, I'm in the studio. Nuno's in the studio. Bubba's in the studio. So pretty much the whole damn team is in the studio except you. Yeah, I'm not because last night I was feeling a little crummy, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know what? Just so I don't get canty sick or anybody else mm. looking out for you, mm. let me lay back, do the show from home today. I tested. Do not have COVID. All good there. Mm. Just had some chills and a bad headache last night. So let me, but here I am, great energy as ever. So what you're saying is when you have a bad headache and some chills, you're not going to show up for work. I'm saying I was doing it out of an abundance of caution for you and your health. Okay. Okay. And so what were you doing last segment when it was like 35, 30 and you started a new topic? Well, was, I was. Was that I, for you know? Can't you were you looking out for Canty there? No, no, no. I Canty was the one who started it. No, no, by no, 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 no. Grenade no, 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 no. prior to me having to read the live. It, it's bro, 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 lies, bro. Let's lies, go. Let's go through these uh, six Dolphins last six Dolphins game, bro. Lies. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna go through the Miami Dolphins schedule and the Buffalo Bills schedule. You let's brought do up that. the Dolphins before I started reading. 
the copy that I was supposed to read. But, Carlin, I said what I had to say about the Dolphins and the Chiefs racing for the number one seed oh, in the AFC. no, 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 no. And it's no. not you a race. trying to make a no, point no, about no, no. the Dolphins. Let me finish. It's not a race, and I just said that. I didn't go through both teams' schedules, chapter and verse, but then you decided, well, wait a minute. It's not a foregone conclusion that the Bills are going to concede the division to the Dolphins. Let's look at the Bills' schedule. Let's look at the Dolphins' schedule. Let's go win-loss, win-loss. That was you, my friend, not me. One minute well, here's what, before here's, we had to go to a commercial okay. break. Right. You decided no, no, no. to do that. Now you're just you're trying the one to take up the air grenade. and take you're every the bad last teammate. chance to get the last word. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.